Hi, I'm Jonathan Griffin, and you're listening to Gut Talks, double G-U-double-T. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria, and welcome to season three of Gut Talks, double G-U-double-T, a podcast about business, design, and gut feelings. I started Gut Talks a couple of years ago to educate, spread some karma on the board, connect, reconnect, or learn from awesome entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors. By the way, there are no sponsors on the show, but a like, a share, comment, and hitting the subscribe button would mean a lot. Now let's get started. So this is the next episode of our segment with Jonathan Griffin where he shares some insightful points in the sports world, in the technology and coaching spaces, specifically in football and rugby. Here we go. I just want to touch on something you mentioned earlier, a couple of things, actually. One of them is you spoke about uh, the backstage and uh, the front stage. And, and this is actually exactly as you said it, it's in any business. If the front stage and the backstage are not in sync, there will be friction behind the scenes but then it will reflect on the front stage where people would or users or customers would experience this kind of friction because something would not be functioning in the way it should and this is what's keeping customers loyal to brands or not today whether we like it or not it's not just the quality of the product or the quality in terms of tangible quality it's the experience they have around it and if it's something they want to talk about and use and uh, you know all the time so the other thing you mentioned you were talking about game models and we spoke about performance somehow and you touched on technology because you look at data and You just mentioned GPS units, just to put things into context as well. It's the, you can explain it better than I do, right? It's just like a device that sits at the top of the shoulder, right? To measure some data. This is what I'm, I'm just putting things into context for the audience because it's quite a new topic. So before we jump into technology, how was it 20 years ago, by the way, when you did not have maybe access to this technology or it was pretty new. So uh, GPS units, uh, you're right, they sit right between the shoulder blades underneath the jersey. 20 years ago, they sort of came out and, and they were clunky and no one really knew what they did and uh, players didn't like them. And, you know, there was that old saying that, you know, I don't want to, you know, coaches say, well, what when you put them on, we can track the players wherever they go. And you're getting to some strange ethical pieces there. But that was really just out of ignorance. We Just no one really knew. But it was phenomenal technology that offered up a great opportunity going forward. And I think, you know, the get you'll see is the game of soccer, football and, and sports that use technology like that have just leaped forward because we're just able to do more better work and those athletes are able to express themselves better though you know from a physical physiological biomechanical perspective etc but prior to that or around that time you do notational analysis so yeah you'd have Yeah, there's a very famous uh, uh, Professor O'Reilly uh, who sort of started that whole space uh, up at Liverpool, Un Liverpool University, I think it was, in, in England. And he would go, and this would be the late 80s, early 90s, and this man was, was leading edge. And he'd sit in the back of stands with a piece of paper and, uh, you know, he'd have marked out a grid and he'd have ticks and crosses and, and all sorts of signage for every pass made and every action occurring. And that was analysis. Now we've just been able to make that, uh, we've been able to automate that. So yeah. prior to it is incredibly difficult. Therefore, most people just didn't do it, uh, even though there was value, certainly from an academic perspective, there was value. But from a practical perspective, it really wasn't. The GPS units came on board and I think people saw the opportunity and, and they accelerated very quickly. 
and were embraced. Um, but I think what we're now getting to is we're several iterations into understanding what the data actually means. And there's now a generation of practitioners who've gone through that have been able to share that information. So, you know, people like me, I, I stand on the shoulders of, of, of giants. So uh, a lot of work done out in Australia in particular and, and, and in the UK, in the Olympic sports as well, um, who've driven this forward. But football is so big and has so much money behind it that there's, it's generated a lot of research in, in that space. And a lot of these clubs would do their own in-house research anyway. That's what we did at Fulham. It's um, what, what I oversaw. We did bits of that in-house. So these clubs now have data sets that are just phenomenal. And uh, the data analysis side of things, both from a physical perspective, physical output perspective, but also from a game analysis perspective, and bringing those two together are critically important to any coach that's trying to move forward with understanding where their strengths and weaknesses lie, where the improvement opportunities lie, but equally how we go about beating the team that's coming up. So we want to understand how we played last week in our last game how we're going to win the game today but equally our scouting teams out, out sort of uh, figuring out next week so there's that cycle that's going on constantly and and data has an incredibly powerful role to play in that it's interesting what you're saying because like in uh, the design field we look at lots of data as well but lots of what we call qualitative data so we do kind of on field research you know we go yeah. to the field we talk to people we observe we do this kind of things plus data that is kind of automated and then make sense of it put that that way and i guess this is the same thing the question here i have <laughs> it might be ridiculous but you have the data of your team your players right this data is not shared across teams right uh, at the moment so you can't guess how other players are to integrate this into your strategy and specific tactics let's say you're um, working with team A, but then with for team B, you don't have the data of these players because this is not open source, right? So... Yes, yeah, so, so uh, there is some data available. And, okay. You know, Opta are, are a well-known company. There are many other companies coming in, into the sphere who will have contracts with leagues and they will take basic data on both teams and they will publish that. So, you know, it's the sort of stuff that you get on TV. So, you know, mm-hmm. distance run, max speed achieved. You know, a lot of that data is is sort of second or third order data. It's not primary importance. That's It's interesting and it's fun to sit at home and go, oh, look, you know, they, they ran that far, et cetera. But it isn't the crux. The really important stuff will be things like a mechanical load. So the actual physical stress uh, into into muscles. So uh, typically that will come from huge accelerations or going from max speeds to a stop to a turn, that type of thing. So mechanical loads in there, tracking that, we, we, we would have that for our team. They would have that for their team. We wouldn't have that. But that gives us a lot of information from an injury perspective, both, you know, protective and, and risk elements, but also to a performance perspective and maybe understanding how we can maybe improve that player's ability to slow down. So it might be that we've got to make them stronger eccentrically. It might be have to do some training specifically in that space. It might be a skill issue. It might be a strength issue, et cetera. So we can gain a lot of information, but we can also understand that coming out of a game, how much recovery players need and how much stress we can put on them over the next coming days relative to the next game, et cetera. So that type of information becomes really important. And each club, depending on their game model will have a certain set of data that then becomes critically important. So for instance, if you're a high-speed running team, like someone like Liverpool, the mechanical load becomes critically important. If you're just a team that just wants to run and cover distance, well, then clearly 
that's going to be your major metric. So marrying up those metrics with whatever your KPIs are and the game analysis side of things is, is going to be important. But just wanted to also touch on, on a really important point you made, which is around the subject of the data. So if you come down a level, come into a, a sports science or a medical department, that's arguably the most valuable data. And what I mean is, Hey, Maria, how are you feeling today? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just getting a sense of how you're feeling, you're sore, you're stiff, where, where you're sore and stuff, et cetera. Those types of interactions with players become absolutely critically important. So we can do all the post-game testing bits and pieces, manual therapy-based type idea, bits and pieces, and that, that, that's valuable. But fundamentally, knowing whether or not you're in a really positive space or a negative space or something in between that becomes critically important. And then layering both of those together, that's where we're now actually getting to a position where we can now move you as a player forward appropriately today whatever today actually means and it's nice to be able to report back, back to a coach when you so when you have your morning mdt meeting you can sit down and go you know marie's feeling really sore after yesterday can we she can train but let's just limit exposure on a small side of game etc cetera, etc cetera. all that data becomes live on a day-to-day -day basis because we have an, we have an mdt every single day determining who's available what they're able to do what the training program is, yada, yada, yada. So uh, like, there's a lot of work that happens before eight o'clock in the morning, put it that way. Yeah, I guess you guys don't sleep much when it's a uh, high season, right? In the competitive right, yeah. seasons. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, share, or like to get notified about the upcoming episodes of this segment and upcoming segments.